0: The show you love with even more local news and more local reaction. The Mike Douglas Show. Now, weekdays from 3 till 5 on Power Talk 1360
1: KFIV. And welcome to this wonderful Friday afternoon here on The Mike Douglas Show. Heading into the weekend, what a weekend it will be! It's the final four. Can you believe that? Leading into the NCAA championships on Monday. And keep it right here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV we will have all the action for you. And we'll be talking about that a little bit later on today with Zach Beirutti. He is uh, our sports guy here on the Mike Douglas Show. We'll uh, talk about the ins and outs of the Final Four, who he likes, who I like, and uh, we'll we'll see what happens. I don't know uh, what your favorites are, but we'll be talking about that later on today. Mike Douglas here, your concierge for conversation as we kick off this Friday program. Friday, our time to relax a little bit, and it's a what's on your mind Friday. What's on your mind Friday? Maybe uh, you uh, didn't get to weigh in on a topic this week, or perhaps you have a topic uh, to clearly and concisely talk about that we uh, did not talk about this week we'd love to hear from you again this is what's on your mind friday our number here 209-551-3483 209-551-3483 speaking of phone calls and uh, your your collective ability to be very clear and concise in, in your comments uh, a couple of Quotes of note, quotes of note this past week from our callers. Uh, This one, uh, memorable, from uh, Dennis from LaGrange. Uh, This was uh, from two days ago, I believe. He said, the rule of law is being replaced by the rule of men. I love that, Dennis. The rule of law is being replaced by the rule of men. Uh, Matt yesterday reminded us that electric vehicle batteries don't last forever. In fact, uh, in his research, they last about 100,000 miles and they cost for electric vehicles to replace the batteries. He says about 12000 to $15,000 to replace. And then you have to think about the disposal fees uh, to boot. And uh, precious caller, Colleen, eighty-nine years young, Colleen is, and she said, "I'm not going. I can't buy an electric vehicle." And she has a 1996 Honda Accord. And I tell you what, you those Hondas, you keep those Hondas maintained properly, they run a long time. And uh, here, here's a memorable quote from yesterday. This is from uh, Kathleen in Oakdale. We were talking about the whole issue of the Biden administration, Health and Human Services folks sending out two uh, notices that basically said that uh, the U.S. government now is in favor of advocating and paving the way for young children, young children to decide that they want to be a different sex and the government will whoosh in there and make sure that uh, the government takes care of whatever their little whims are at five and six years old maybe and they want to be if they're a girl they want to be a boy why the government's more than happy to facilitate that and when they become adolescents the government's saying yes we should provide uh, the medications we should provide the surgeries that are necessary so in response to that Kathleen called in, and this is going to stick in my memory for a long time. Kathleen said, when you don't have the male junk, it's easy to want to be a male. And if you don't have the female junk, it's easy to want to be a female. Ah, I love that. I that is seared into my synapses i'm going to uh, i'm going to remember that one so those are the quotes of note uh, for callers this past week again uh, fridays we kick back a little bit want to know what's on your mind what's on your mind right now our number here 209-551-3483 209-551-3483 it is april 1st April Fools' Day does it is that a thing anymore I've never been real fond of practical jokes because they usually have consequences that are are not so nice uh, for somebody anyway and I've not never been a big fan of it you know when I was a kid I'd try to play little jokes on my parents and you know I'd put pillows under the covers of my bed and pretend someone else was in my bed or you know little silly things but never really got into it did, did you ever gotten into april's april fools day i you know practical jokes not not really part of my lifestyle don't really appreciate them and uh, anyway not not in uh, my repertoire i don't know if uh, april fools is in fact i I'm, I'm thinking especially in today's world of cancel culture and ultra high sensitivity and of being offended at whatever that April Fool's probably is, a, is if it's not a thing in the past, it probably will be shortly. A quick note from uh, our friend Josh Whitfield. You know Josh. He's our elections expert, our political strategist, and uh, he is also a, a U.S. Army veteran and a guest host here on the Mike Douglas Show. Josh <laughs> was in Ukraine gave us a report from there uh, about a week or two ago, came back home and gathered up more supplies for his humanitarian work in Ukraine. And he's now back in Ukraine with other buddies as well. And uh, he's boots on the ground volunteering right now. And he uh, sent me this message this morning. He says the Russians, uh, to his knowledge, are being completely routed in uh, Kiev or Kiev, whatever you uh, wish, uh, in that region today. He says it's a total shambles for the Russians. He observed they were retreating in mass, and he says, I can't believe my own eyes today. Uh, he has fears of uh, Vladimir Putin going unconventional or higher because of this. Uh, Ukrainian troops in Kiev or Kiev, uh, the Russians have completely, he says, uh, left Kiev— as of 20, 30 hours, that's 8.30 p.m., uh, and they're going back over the border in full retreat. And his summation of it, his observation, his interpretation is, if it's true, it either means Russian troops in the North were far worse off than we realized, or Vladimir Putin is about to do something terrible, or both. Uh, so our, our thanks to uh, Josh Whitfield for his boots-on-the-ground observations from Ukraine. Again, it's uh, What's On Your Mind Friday. The phones are open, 209-551-3483. Something on my mind I saw today. Are you familiar with a service called Waymo, W-A-Y-M-O, Waymo? Apparently, in uh, the greater Phoenix area uh, area in Arizona, they have fully automated cars that will kind of like taxis or Ubers or Lyfts automated cars, or they call them autonomous cars that will, that you can flag down just, just as you would flag down on your, you have an app and you'd flag down like Uber or Lyft or, or a taxi and the Waymo autonomous car will come and pick you up and take you where you want to go. Well, what, grabbed my attention was apparently Waymo is testing this out on the streets of San Francisco. Yeah, they're using driverless cars in a major metropolitan area. And I, those of you who drive, have you driven in San Francisco lately? I try to avoid it. I I have to go there periodically uh, to UCSF for some personal things. And i tell you i'm not fond of the drive i have to be honest with you used used to enjoy going to san francisco when i was with the state of california in the office of emergency services uh we were often in meetings in san francisco and uh, learned the streets pretty well i i just being honest with you i try to avoid it now so apparently if if you don't want to drive they're testing waymo is testing out their fully autonomous cars right now on the streets of san francisco and apparently, they're doing it with uh, their own employees. Uh, they are testing out these autonomous systems see, to see how they're working. But in, in uh, Phoenix, the greater Phoenix area, apparently, uh, things are underway. And uh, Waymo is saying that they're committed to fo- developing fully autonomous vehicles because we believe it's safer and better for all those who share the road. That's interesting. Uh, So they and they have several kinds of vehicles that are automated driving. Uh, Let's see what they They have: modified Toyota Priuses, Lexus SUVs, a custom-built prototype nicknamed Firefly, and their fully autonomous Chrysler Pacifica hybrid minivans. And then they're also testing out a Jaguar. Wow. Anyway, I don't know. Are are you comfortable flagging down a, an autonomous car? Well, yeah. anyway, let's uh, let's think about that a bit. April Fool's Day, I don't know. Is it still a thing? Let's find out what you think. Area code 209-551-3483. 209-551-3483. John from Brentwood, what about April Fool's?
2: I'm not real big on it. Um, It's hard to pull Franks on anybody anymore. Everybody knows what it is. But there are a couple of stories I saw today that actually could have been April 1st stories, but are in fact true. The first one, the White House press secretary, who actually resembles um, Mark Zuckerberg, could actually be his twin sister. Um, CNN and MSNBC were having a bidding war to see which network she was going to go on, and it looks like MSNBC... Has won that, and she is going to leave the White House and appear on MSNBC. So that's a really nice spot for her to land on. Yeah. And the other one is Pete Buttigieg coming out and saying that the government is working to help with the high gas prices and stuff, and they are increasing the miles per gallon that cars need to be in the future. So we're all saved. We don't have to worry about high gas prices anymore. Biden, the Biden administration is behind it, and they're coming to the rescue. And that's all I got. You have a great
1: show, Mike. <laughs> Thank you, John. Appreciate that. And, uh, yeah, it would be something if those uh, were April Fool's uh, jokes, but they're not. And uh, so, yeah, Jen Psaki going to uh, MSNBC, apparently, uh, although, as John says, there there may be a bidding war for her uh, services there. So we'll, we'll see what transpires there. Well, I want to talk about what transpires in real estate these days. You know, when it comes to selling a home, I... I really have to rely on an expert, and my go-to expert is Dan Phipps. Good reasons right now to sell. Prices are up, inventory's low, and you never know about those future interest rates. I think of what it would take to sell my own home. I'm looking around right now, and it's an aging home. I'm concerned about repairs. How about you? Are you worried about costly repairs or upgrades that might be needed to sell your home? Well, if you are, call the agent I trust, Dan Phipps, Dan's Property Marketing marketing system that guarantees multiple offers in 72 hours for full market value or Dan will sell it for free I love that guarantee his home selling program is designed to maximize your sales price you're in complete control here and what I love about it no long-term contracts no required costly repairs that'd be good news for me and you pick your move date and Dan can even find you a, a new home before you move Ronald and Modesto he says he was retiring, moving out of state, already had a home lined up, so he needed to sell his current home at fast top dollar to afford the mood, so he, he talked to Dan. His problem was his home needed costly repairs and updates, but he spoke to Dan, and Dan Phipps assured him he could get it done, and Dan did it. Big time, says Ronald. Dan sold his home in days at the top price end for his area. No problem costly repairs so call dan phipps dan is the man i recommend i'd hire him to sell my home he's the only agent who guarantees multiple offers in 72 hours or he'll sell it for free so call dan phipps 209-840-6378 or go to danphipps.com that's dan phipps with three p's d-a-n-p-h-i-p-p-s .com. We'll take your calls and continue the conversation in three minutes here on The Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. The Mike Douglas Show,
0: now weekdays from 3 till 5 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. It's today's conversation for Stockton, Modesto, and Beyond. Now, back to The Mike Douglas Show. On Power Talk 1360 KFIV.
1: Now, welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show. Mike Douglas here, your concierge for conversation. It is a What's On Your Mind Friday, where we kick back a little bit and invite you just to talk about some things maybe uh, you haven't been able to talk about here on the show during the rest of the week. Love to hear from you. 209 551 3483. Let's go to Debbie and Stanislaus. Debbie, what's on your mind today?
3: Well, I hope I'm able to share it so it sounds not too harsh, but I've got to do it. I'm kind of mixed up right now. I feel like our country is, we're very selfish. We're very self-centered. We talk about things that are very mundane. We don't ever seem to want to get down to the itty-gritty and deal with what we need to deal with. What the Ukraine is going through now, these beautiful, beautiful people, if anybody takes time to look at those babies' faces, which I don't think anybody does in the United States, they're so wrapped up in their own lives. But you know what's happening in the Ukraine? I hope I'm going to be wrong. But I think it's going to come here. We're not paying attention. We care more about our sports and our Hollywood programs and all of the glitz and glamour that we could get. We better start opening our eyes and our ears, and for goodness sakes, open up your souls and your heart. If you really believe there's a creator and there's a God, then you better start showing it, because we're running out of time, and God bless America, and thank you, Mike, for letting me share.
1: All right, Debbie, thank you so much. Appreciate the call. 209-551-3483. Let me uh, react a little bit to uh, to Debbie. And Debbie, I think a lot of people have uh, the passion that you have. My, uh, my daughter, uh, who works with a, a lot of uh, big corporations and faith-based corporations that help people uh, she, she often will make the observation that, Dad, that's a first-world problem. Uh, you know, the, the investigation of Will Smith at the Academy Awards, that's a first-world problem when compared to the problems that the people in Ukraine are, uh, are going through. So, uh, yeah, Debbie, I, I think you do have a point there that we, we need to put things into perspective. And, and we have to live our lives, I believe, in balance. And uh, let me unpack that just, just a little bit. And, and you've got me thinking here, Debbie, so let me just react to, to some of your, your thoughts there. appreciate that very much. Uh, they're, they're, and and I, As you know, I do a lot of funerals. We, we've tried to estimate how many, and I think over 25 years, I've done somewhere between 900 to 1,000 uh, funerals or memorial services because uh, I am independent uh, as a as a pastor, in other words, I'm not locked into uh, any one congregation. I serve to uh, serve as the CEO of Dancing Vibrant Communities, of course. But uh, with that, I'm a I'm a community pastor, and so I make myself available. And one of the blessings that I've had, and I I didn't this is not something I wanted to do. It's just something that, that God plopped on my plate, and I'm I'm a, I love it. And that is, I do uh, funerals and memorial services. I would say ninety-five percent of them are for people or families that aren't connected to any congregations, or they're not people of faith, uh, and yet they they'd like a pastor. and And so I've had that privilege. and And here's here's my point in regards to to Debbie's thoughts. With all the sorrow involved and and all the gut-wrenching emotions involved when a loved one dies, I enter the scene there. My job is to just reflect God's love, grace, and mercy the best that I can. And in that process, though, if I take on the gut-wrenching sorrow of each one of those families, I'd be dead. No, seriously. Uh, I think God gives us a way of being able to balance those things in our lives uh, so for the moment I'm with that family i I grieve with them i I offer comfort to them I listen a lot I don't talk a lot uh, except at the Service, of course, but uh, the 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 big ministry to me is meeting with the families ahead of time, where you get to know them, you get to know their loved one, uh, you you get to uh, get inside of where they are, and just be a good listener and someone who is kindly and 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 tries to refre- uh, reflect God's compassion in the moment. However, again, if I if I left each one of those and I carried that burden with me, I'd, I'd go into deep depression, probably. And uh, the many other uh, issues in, in my role as, uh, as a minister in the city, uh, there's balance. And I think God has created us that way. I believe God has given us the gift of humor, uh, not, not raw humor that's inappropriate, but God has given us the gift of humor, and often humor can help us through situations. Uh, enjoying family and enjoying recreation is, uh, is a gift from God as well. I think the danger that Debbie is presenting to us is when those other things that are happier uh, create a situation where we try to avoid the tough stuff no the tough stuff needs to become part of our world as well and we need to deal with it however if we stay in the in the in the gut-wrenching valleys of the tough stuff uh we may stay there and so i believe god has given us the gift of having fun having friends having family having diversions for our mental health our spiritual health even so it's balance, uh, Debbie. So I, I would agree with you um, to the point that if we become consumed with tragedy, we may become part of that tragedy. We need to acknowledge it. We need to deal with it. But we also need to do the other healthy things that God has given us in terms of enjoying family and and the creation that he has given us and uh, to be able just to enjoy the other gifts that he's uh, presented to us. All right, we'll be back in five minutes. We'll continue uh, our What's on Your Mind Friday here on The Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk. 1360 KFIV, back in five minutes.
0: talk is back in the valley with kfiv's mike douglas weekdays at three on power talk 1360 kfiv
1: and welcome back to the mike douglas show on this very beautiful friday afternoon a a slight breeze here at our clandestine studios here on the mike douglas show on power talk 1360 kfiv we're headed into final four weekend and then the ncaa championship basketball game of course coming up this monday and you can catch all the action right here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. In fact, a little bit later on today, we'll be talking with Zach Beirudi. He's our sports guy here on Power Talk 1360 and uh, also our sister station, Fox Sports AM 1280. And uh, Zach and I will be talking about the final four, who we like, why we like them, and uh, some of uh, his tremendous insights into what's going on. Of course, you know. Uh, Zach, the voice of the Pacific Tigers on AM 1280 up in Stockton. Uh, again, noticed uh, this, this story about Waymo having autonomous cars uh, functioning like a, an Uber or a Lyft uh, or a taxi, for that matter, in, uh, in the greater Phoenix area. But also they're testing it out in San Francisco. What a place to test out uh, an automated car (laughs) with all the the streets there and the traffic and the and the craziness so if you're in san francisco and you want to go somewhere if you're anywhere but let's just say you're in san francisco and you want to get somewhere would you feel would you book a ride with a car with no driver would you would you book a ride with a driverless vehicle i'm thinking about this um, got, got here a comment to uh, producers says I like it, but wouldn't have to talk to anyone. Well, hey, here's my, I don't, you know, I am not a, a, a social animal. Uh, I, you know, I go into a room of a hundred people and my wife will know all of them and their histories by the time we leave, I may have met and talked with one or two people in the room. I'm uh, I'm I'm not a big social animal, uh, not not that way at all. So, but I have over the years, and I, I'm not leaving Lyft out. It's just I use Uber, and there you go. So over the years, like when I have if my car's in the shop and and Lori's working and need to get to the mechanic or back, uh, I'll use Uber. Uh, sometimes on vacation, we um, know we'll need a Uber uh, Uber ride. i I do enjoy some of the conversations with the drivers. I have met some very interesting people uh, who are drivers for Uber. and I don't make conversation just to make conversation, but some of them are very uh, talkative, as you may have known, known if if you use Uber to any uh, extensive degree. And so if they're talkative, I'll I'll ask some questions. As you know, I'm always curious about people and their backgrounds, what makes them tick, what they enjoy, what they do, what they do as avocations, that sort of thing. And so I've met some very interesting men and women over the years, and I've I've heard some amazing stories as well. Uh, rarely are they driving as a full-time thing. They're doing that for extra income and such. I think one of the most surprising Uber drives I've ever had was a driver picked me up to take me uh, to my mechanic shop. And we passed by a uh, a card room uh, in the North Modesto area. And I don't know, I made some remark about that. Ne- never been in one, wonder how that works. He said, and And he told me, he works as a professional poker player. I said, what do, we, what do you mean? Are, are you one of the guys that's on the televised poker championships? He says, no. And he says, I'm, I'm a professional poker player. Game rooms like that hire me to provide a decent level of competition for the customers. So I, I hadn't even thought about it. I didn't even know there was that gig. So apparently in these various card rooms, uh, you, when you walk in there as a customer, you may be sitting down at a table with people who are hired to play well. And, uh, I asked him, I think about what if you win and, and he doesn't, but he said, if, if you do, there's rules about that. And you know, it's, it's on the up and up, but, uh, I, I thought it was fascinating. I said, "Would well, you enjoy playing. I love playing poker. I said, well, how long do you work at one of these poker tables? Oh, eight hours. Eight hours of playing poker. Now, I have enjoyed over the years. And when uh, our, our family uh, was uh, together, my in laws are, are now in heaven, and my mom and dad are in heaven. And so, uh, and our, our children now are on the East Coast. So, uh, you know, we don't have the, the family gatherings that we used to, but when we did, we enjoyed board games. We enjoyed card games together. And it will last maybe two or three hours sometimes. Eight hours of playing poker, that's that's quite amazing. So my point being, I might miss two, two things about hailing a car with no driver. One, my biggest worry is that there's not a power outage Without backup systems kicking in, and the computer goes flup, and the car crashes. I, I don't. I, I I am. I don't know all the ins and outs. I'm sure that these companies have backups upon backups, but I'm thinking, what if? I mean, I've watched here. There there have been a few times when the power has gone out at our clandestine studio here because of cars crashing into power poles down the road a piece, a variety of different, sometimes it's weather-related. And I learned I had to have uh, the uninterrupted power supplies. So we have backups upon backups here on the Mike Douglas Show at our studio to keep things going just in case. And so I'm thinking, though, having experienced that, what if there's a, a major Grid thing that goes down. Uh, what what if there's a power outage that causes the car for a couple of s- seconds to quit navigating? What if the artificial intelligence gets unplugged for a few seconds? What if somebody uh, hacks into it? What happens then? So that that's my greatest apprehension, and I'm I'm sure down the line, maybe after I'm gone from the planet. I'm sure this will become the norm. I, I don't doubt that a bit. Right now, though, I'm leery of it. That's number one, the technology failing, the unintended consequences of, you know, having the, the uh, driverless vehicle and the fact that it takes uh, a lot less, uh, money, I, I would assume, in the long run, to operate that because you don't have human folks. And and Waymo is saying, uh, well, not only that, but we're safer. We're safer. So that's number and number two. I think I would miss the the driver, just being able to converse, especially if it's a, a decently long trip. Now, normally my trip is only a couple of miles, but I'm talking to some of these drivers, they. Have to drive all the way to, and I, I, I'm not sure how it exactly works when they pick up the, the job, but some of them have gone as far as Las Vegas and back. Uh, many make the trip to San Francisco and back. So what they do is they pick up a fare here in the uh, Stanislaus County area, and uh, they have to go to San Francisco. So if it's a morning time, they'll take them to San Francisco. They'll spend a couple of hours just running airport runs or whatever, uh, neighborhood runs in San Francisco, keep it local. And then they'll look for a fare, so to speak, that will bring them back to uh, Stanislaus County. Anyway, I'm not so sure. I'm I'm not sold on this yet. Have any of you taken one of these driverless vehicles? Uh, I'd be interested to... Uh, to see what you think about that, I again, I'm I'm not quite uh, not quite sold on it. Another thing I'm not quite sold on is uh, apparently the California State Fair is going to host for the first time cannabis competitions. Yeah, well, apparently the judges are are not going to be uh, smoking their joints. No, uh, apparently there's a scientific way of uh, judging which, uh, can you, I'm just getting, I'm, I'm getting the word, I'm, the, the, the word picture here of a bunch of judges, uh, you know, with their joints and a lot of smoke. By the way, in my cop days, they you know, went into a lot of situations where people were smoking weed. I hate that smell. Can't stand it. A kind of sicky sweet smell. I can, I can pick. And my my smeller is not the best. And my wife would tell you that. I she can. My my sense of smell is not what it used to be. I can pick up marijuana from a mile away. I I know when it's when it's there. And uh, so who are the judges? Well, here, I <laughs> got a message. How about Cheech and Chong and Martha Stewart would. <laughs> Maybe judges? I don't know. But anyway, the judges uh, at the California State Fair are not going to be getting high off of it. Instead, apparently, if if you want to enter your cannabis into the competition, uh, you undergo lab analysis and you're scored on chemical compounds and whether they were grown indoors, outdoors, or from a mixed light source. I wonder if whether they're legal plays into that. Who knows? Uh, But the organizers say the cannabis competition here at the California State Fair, by the way, it'll be the first state agency-sanctioned awards program specifically for cannabis. They say the point is to educate the public about cannabis as an agricultural product. Okay, there's the spin. And to fight the black market and encourage licensing. So that's coming up if, if you want to attend the state fair. I haven't been for many years. Used to really enjoy going to that. State fair is going to run from July 15 to July 30th at Cal Expo. You know what I loved most about state fairs? And when I lived in uh, LA County, the LA County Fair loved going to that. You know what I loved best about the fairs? The pig races. I loved the pig races. I could stay there and watch the pig races. I don't know why. Maybe it gives you an insight into what Mike Douglas's chemical mixture in his head, I suppose. That by the way is cannabis free and shall remain so. Uh not, I just love those pig races. I, you know, the, the little scarves they have on them and they run I don't know. It's just yeah, pig races. So that's one of the things that I, I enjoy at the fair. What do you enjoy? Well, we'll continue our Friday What's on Your Mind uh, conversations coming up in three minutes at 209 551 3483. Maybe I can go find a pig race to watch in three minutes. Three minutes. The Mike Douglas Show continues here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. The
0: Mike Douglas Show. Now, weekdays from 3 till 5 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Father, preacher, friend, it's the conversation you've missed. The Mike Douglas Show. Weekdays at 3 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV.
1: And Mike Douglas back with you here on The Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And. Uh, <laughs> Thinking about uh, a variety of different things, including the fact that we now have cannabis competitions at at uh, at the state fair. Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm thinking, you know, that, now there's where if and and again, the judges aren't going to be smoking the joints. They're not going to. It's all going to be done by lab testing, apparently, to judge the quality of of the cannabis. By the way, I am not opposed. To cannabis being used appropriately in me, for medical purposes, and and I don't mean like Granny used the jug in the Beverly Hillbillies for her rheumatism medicine. No, I'm talking about legitimate uses. Uh, I, I understand that that can be helpful. I'm I'm not opposed to that. I am opposed to marijuana as a recreational use, and I know that some of you. Uh, disagree with that and that's fine that's part of the point here we can agree to disagree without being disagreeable and uh not can't find that dynamic very much uh, anymore in the uh United States of America but that's a what when people are smoking pot i i can smell it a mile away that's when i'd love to wear the mask that's when i'd love to wear the mask and i by the way i still keep one i i often um, wear pants with uh, lots of pockets in them i i, I like that and so in, in the s- stuffed in the pocket is always a mask just from the times when you had to have one you never know of course in medical facilities now you still have to you still have to have one so my cargo pants that i love i always have a mask tucked in there just in case and uh, i don't wear them if they're not required ever 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 except if i smell marijuana cannabis uh yuck i uh, I would love to put the mask on. Where I don't love to put the mask on is on airplanes, especially if it's a five hour flight or you're making connections for seven hours. in the airport, you still have to wear the mask. So, like many of you, my wife and I find a restaurant or somewhere, and then we take our time eating so that we can remove the dumb masks while people wearing them walk within three feet of us. It's just so silly. Anyway, but here's an interesting interesting thing about if you think about the mask requirements still. Apparently, the number of people hop, hospitalized with COVID-19 now, it's at its lowest level since March 2020 when all the lockdown stuff began. That's from the Department of Health and Human Services, the same people that are recommending that young children be encouraged to change their sex. Anyway, it says over 16,000 people are hospitalized with COVID as of today. 16,000, just over 60, in the whole United States of America, only over 16,000 hospitalized with COVID. And you know that most of the time there are other things involved. It's not just, just COVID. Of those, less than 2,000 are in an ICU. That's another pandemic low. And the number of hospitalizations in the U.S. has dropped by 32% over the past two weeks. But we still have to wear the masks on airplanes, which have excellent filtration systems. Just don't understand it. At least we have to do that until April 18, I believe it is. And you watch in April 18, you know, they'll they'll decide they'll they'll stick their poll driven political fingers up in the air, the index finger, and uh, see which way the in- wind is blowing and decide whether or not public uh, reaction would be favorable or not toward remove. And so b- based on politics, they will make a decision not on <clears throat> not on science, in my opinion. Uh, by the way, Florida, well, while our attorney general here in California, Rob Bonta, well, he has 12 attorneys who are solely dedicated to cases of environmental injustice. The uh, attorney general in Florida, Ashley Moody, and along with uh, their governor, Ron DeSantis, they have sued the federal government. And, and they're suing over uh, masks, uh, the federal mask mandate on public transportation, what we're talking about, on airplanes. Uh, they're saying it's unlawful and it exceeds the authority of President Biden's Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. 20 other states have uh, lined up with Florida in suing. Uh, the, and they're uh, they're suing uh, Dr. Walensky, the CDC, Javier Becerra, Secretary of Department of Health and Human Services, uh, the administrator of the Transportation Security Administration, David Peskoski, and Alejandro Mayorkas, Secretary of the Department of Homeland Security, suing him too. And you can bet who's not on the list of other 20 states who are joining this lawsuit with Florida. I'm sure you can guess who's not on there. California, nope. Florida, Alabama, Alaska, Arizona, Arkansas, Georgia, Idaho, Indiana, Kansas, Kentucky, Louisiana, Mississippi, Missouri, Montana, Nebraska, Ohio, Oklahoma, South Carolina, Utah, Virginia, and West Virginia, all suing the federal government saying wearing masks on airplanes is ridiculous. And by the way, president Biden, we think it exceeds your authority. I'll be interested uh, to see how this, um, to see how this uh, transpires. It's going to depend. It's going to depend upon the judges. Of course. Uh, I don't know that it would ever get to the Supreme court. I think what they're doing is they're trying to apply political Pressure here leading up to the midterms—that's my guess. Not not a bad strategy in in my mind. Again, they're they're suing Dr. Walensky, the director of the CDC. They're uh, they are uh, uh, suing the CDC uh, itself and Sherry Berger, who's the chief of staff. They're suing Javier Becerra, used to be in California. Uh, the Secretary of Department of Health and Human Services. They're suing the administration of the TSA. <coughs> Excuse me, the administrator, and they're suing Alejandro Mayorkas. Good, good. I hope it creates some angst in Washington D.C. All right, we'll be back after the top of the hour news and weather and traffic as the Mike Douglas Show continues. Power Talk thirteen sixty KFIV.
0: Mike Douglas Show now weekdays from three till five
2: on Power Talk 1360
1: KFIV, and welcome to our number two of the Mike Douglas Show here on this beautiful Friday afternoon in California's Central Valley. It is April 1st. I don't do April Fool's stuff, so no worries about that Uh, in our remaining hour here on the Mike Douglas Show. On Power Talk 1360 KFIV, my privilege to serve as your personal concierge for conversation. It is uh, Friday, and that means it's a What's on Your Mind Friday, where we open the phones and you can talk to us about what's on your mind that you maybe haven't been able to talk about during the week. Our number here, 209-551-3483, 209-551-3483. And uh, as we uh, talked about earlier, a couple of quotes of note from our listeners and our callers this week. Dennis from LaGrange, uh, I love this quote, says, the rule of law is being replaced by the rule of man. Love it. Uh let's see. Colleen, 89 years young, basically said she's not going to buy an electric vehicle. She's got a 96 Honda Accord and it runs fine. I'm with you, Colleen. I I I just keep that Honda Accord maintained. It'll last a long long time. And uh then uh, Kathleen and the, <laughs> this one is is burned into my cranium. We were talking about the whole issue of the Biden administration, HHS, Health and Human Services Department, sending out notices that the federal government now approves of and actually encourages young children in uh, deciding to change their gender, regardless of what their parents think. They think it's a good idea to provide uh, adolescents with hormone therapy. They think it's a good idea to uh, do surgery, uh, even surgery that, that may not be reversible. I don't want to go into that. It's kind of painful to think about. But anyway, there's so in response to that story we were talking about, Kathleen uh, called yesterday and said, when you don't have the male junk, it's easy to want to be a male. And if you don't have the female junk, it's easy to want to be a female. I love that. That uh, that's worthy of of note. So thank you, uh, Kathleen and uh, and Dennis and uh, Colleen for uh, those calls. And as we uh, move forward here, we were talking about masks on aircraft and Florida. Some twenty states now joining Florida and suing the federal government, saying this is ridiculous, uh, ridiculous to still have to wear masks on airplanes. Well, uh, Florida is uh, also under the gun again uh, in the news because Governor DeSantis has, he's not allowing Disney to push him around. And Disney isn't about to allow Governor DeSantis to get away with interfering with their narrative. And so there's this feud of sorts going on. And Governor DeSantis... Basically, is saying, "Look, I'm, I'm, I'm going to abolish." Now, this is very interesting. He says, "I'm going to abolish Disneyland's privilege that they have legally of being a self-governing body." Did you know that? Were you aware of that? I wasn't even, uh, I wasn't even aware of that, uh, but it, it, it's true. I had no idea that was uh, that was in effect. So basically, uh DeSantis is saying that all right disney, if if you want to uh, interfere with uh, the for what we think is good for the children of Florida, then uh, we maybe will not take uh, such a wonderful look at you in the future as the renewal of all of these things you don't have to comply with comes up. Here's uh, Governor DeSantis talking about Disney.
4: They are treated on a pedestal. This one corporation is treated differently than everybody else.
1: See, apparently in 1967, something called the Disney Measure allows the company to act as its own government, so to speak. And Disney opposes... Uh, the, the family bill that Florida has has passed. And uh, Disney has said, we're going to work to repeal it. Now, Disney, believe it or not, I didn't know this, is in control of its own construction zoning and building codes. Did you know that? So if this uh, 1967 law is repealed, Disney will have to get local government approval for those things that it wants to move forward. Isn't that interesting? So the governor, Ron DeSantis, says, Disney, maybe you don't keep your special business status if you're going to jump into state politics. Here's his other message about Disney.
4: At the end of the day, I think Disney has gotten over its skis on this. And look, there's policy disputes, and that's fine. This wokeness will destroy this country.
1: All right, so it'll be interesting to see uh, what happens. It's uh, DeSantis versus the mouse. Uh, we'll see who comes out on top or if there's some middle ground that uh, that they can find. Again, my personal opinion. Does does this affect your desire to go to Disneyland one way or the other? I got an email from one of our listeners, and, and she feels that going to Disneyland is an opportunity for her to uh, be a a good witness and and to exercise uh, her religious convictions and to let people know about it. Fair enough. I think as we examine that, though, we're talking about different levels of participation. That's connecting with the people, the customers, What we're taught, what DeSantis is talking about here, is the administration of Disney. And how do you affect big companies in the most effective ways? Well, yes, emails, I suppose, uh, tweets, social media. Yeah, I know, even small companies are affected by that. But what's even more effective? The dollar. When the dollar gets affected, then uh, sometimes huge companies need to stop and and rethink their current strategies, and that's what Desantis, Governor Desantis, is is trying to do here with with Disney, apparently. So, what do you think of uh, Governor Desantis's strategy there? I, I didn't know that Disney basically got to act as its own government. I, the rest of us, don't get to do that. Advancing Vibrant Communities doesn't get to weak. We can't act as our own government. I don't know what business you're involved in or work for or are retired from. Do, do, do you get to act as your own government? Do you get to file your own building permits and have your own building inspectors and such? I, I can see why they would want to do this. Certainly, it will save them lots of money. In, uh, in fees with local government, and I'm sure, and and this is local government issues, I am sure that Disney can get things done in a much faster way, a much more efficient way, by having their own qualified building ex- inspectors and, uh, and such, uh, and the permits being filed under their own system under this uh, 1967 measure. I'm sure things happen more quickly. And, and that's, a, that's a benefit. So I, I'm not criticizing Disney for taking advantage of that when it's given to them. My question is, how come that doesn't go for the rest of us? So if you have a big business and you're big enough, you, you can act as your own government and, and you have rights the rest of us don't? What do you think of that? Should Disney have those rights that the rest of us don't have? Our number here, two zero nine five five one three four eight three, two zero nine five five one three four eight three. I'm I I I I hope my hope would be that Disney would decide as as an administrative decision to stop meddling in areas that they shouldn't meddle in. That's my thought. I think that's, uh, I think that's what Disney ought to do. I, I, I love Disney. I grew up with Disney. I grew up in the shadow of Disneyland in the San Gabriel Valley. Uh, I loved going to it. I love Disney movies, and I understand that you can argue theologically about them, but generally they're, they're feel-good movies, and they usually had some type of moral to them. And now I'm not gonna go into it today, but they've put out a a movie about a red panda that's absolutely horrid if if you're a, a parent and you want your children uh to be uh to be exempted from some horrible things. So anyway, that's uh that's my thought. We're gonna go to the phones and uh, I'm gonna have you act as your own call screener here. What are you talking about, Mike? So say to yourself, self, I'm going to be clear and concise, get right to the point, And uh, I'm going to contribute and make a fabulous call to the Mike Douglas show. So I'll call out the last two numbers of your phone number. That's your cue. And you're on again. You're going to do your own your own call screening to make sure that uh, you operate as you normally do as excellent callers, and I know you will be. So let's go to the first caller who's self-screening, and the last two numbers are 6-1. Welcome to the Mike Douglas Show. Uh, Your name, where are you calling from?
5: Hi, my name's Bob, uh, Modesto, Ripon area.
1: Hi, Bob. So what's on your mind Uh, today?
5: Hi. Well, you know, uh, Disney and morals. I I remember hearing somewhere in the past the reason that Disney uh, made disney world in florida was because he was originally very disappointed with looking over his back fit in los angeles and seeing streetwalkers and and uh other bad business going on in the local community so that's part of why he made that deal with florida wanting to have some control over the community
1: that's interesting <clears throat> very interesting i i believe uh, from what I've heard, that that Walt Disney uh, was uh, was a very moral man. I don't know where he he was, and in, in terms of his faith perspective, but I think uh, he was dedicated to being uh, an entertainer, to providing family entertainment and a family environment. So I think that uh, Bob would be consistent with uh, with what you're saying. So let me ask you right now: uh, your opinion would. Would you book a trip to Disneyland or Disney World at this point?
5: At this point, no. I, I, don't, I prefer Universal Studios. It's hard to say that about Disney, too, because I'm a huge Marvel comic book fan. And I've loved the the uh, Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe, but they're, it's becoming so politi- uh, political as well. It's just the whole entity... Uh, it's been controlled for what I'd say about twenty years now by forces uh, against what what Walt initially had in mind.
1: Yeah, I agree with you, uh, Bob, and and uh, I think sometimes the the dollar or the lack of it is what makes the difference. So hey, thanks for your call. Appreciate you calling in today to the Mike Douglas Show because it's what's on your mind Friday, Bob. Making some interesting points there about. Uh, Walt Disney. All right, by the way, a caller uh, this past week talked about the fact that uh, there was a family in uh, the Modesto area here of Walt Disney. He used to visit them. And I know there's a place called the Disney House. It's uh, not on the market, and I'm not going to say what street it's on there or the address. But uh, I'm wondering if that's where maybe Disney's uh, family was, not not sure. All right, we'll continue the conversation in uh, three minutes here on The Mike Douglas Show. 209 551 3483. Back in three minutes on Power Talk 1360 KFIV.
0: The Mike Douglas Show. Now, weekdays from three till five on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. It's today's conversation for Stockton, Modesto, and beyond. beyond. Now, back to The Mike Douglas Show. On Power Talk thirteen sixty KFIV.
1: And welcome back to the Mike Douglas show on What's on Your Mind Friday here on Power Talk Thirteen Sixty KFIV. Our phone number, uh, what's on your mind today? We relax things a little bit here on Friday, kick back a little bit heading into the weekend, and a great weekend it will be. It's uh, the Final Four coming up uh, tomorrow, and then uh, championship game, NCAA championship on Monday. You get all the action here on... Power Talk 1360, KFIV, and Fox Sports AM 1280 as well. In fact, in a little over 10 minutes, uh, our sports guide, Zach Beirutti, will be here, and Zach and I will be talking about the Final Four and such. So, looking forward to that. Uh, any of you, do any, do any of you actually engage in TikTok or have you been on it? I have no idea. Haven't been on TikTok, no. Nothing much about it except I've heard about it. But this story comes out of Woodland. Apparently, there's a challenge. Do they, I guess they do challenges on TikTok. Is that is that the deal? Police say uh, a challenge on TikTok, and this apparently was in the Woodland area, encouraged people to shoot gel beads out of toy guns. And they say they've rece- received reports last month and well <clears throat> it's now april so this would be back in february about people getting hit by gel pellets now it's not paintball apparently but toy guns and inserting gel pellets into them and that can call in uh, that can cause injuries so police are warning tiktok users that if they're caught doing that they can face vandalism and misdemeanor battery charges okay I've did what do they do on TikTok? Does anybody know? 209-551-3483. 209-551-3483. I can barely keep up with LinkedIn. I was told to get on LinkedIn, and I the only time I, I have time to really look at it is when someone messages me on it and uh, you know there are other ways to get a hold of me i email and for uh close friends texts but uh i i just i'm I, I don't have time to go on linkedin i don't have time to spend a lot of time on facebook or social media my, my life is like a whirlwind and i'm not complaining about that it's what i choose to do I I enjoy what I do. I enjoy the many ministerial duties that I that I have, from leading prayers with pastors to uh, to uh, partnering in uh, in two churches and uh, advancing vibrant communities, and, and doing uh, a lot of other uh, work like like funerals and, and such. So uh, that's uh, that's that's my choice. So I I just don't have time to explore what's going on on TikTok. But uh, people really, really buy out. They they do what TikTok tells them to do. You know, it's the old thing. Remember that, your mother? If your friend told you to go drive off a cliff, would you drive off the cliff? No, mom. No, I won't do that. Well, what's with social media? And again, I think this has to do with how social media is rewiring the the minds of our children. The good things about the internet for certain, but the downside is I, I think the a couple of generations now brains are being rewired uh, to a digital conscience, and I I think that's dangerous. And, and part of this, I think, is the TikTok thing. I mean, if TikTok somebody on TikTok says, "Well, you you gotta go put little gel pellets in a toy gun and and shoot people," they're they're gonna do that. Well, to me, if the children have had uh, any type of upbringing, they won't. By the way, just noticed uh, this breaking news. Um, apparently, Will Smith is announcing he's resigning his membership from the Academy of Motion, Motion Picture Arts and Sciences that presents the Oscars, and he will accept any further consequences the board deems appropriate. He calls his own actions shockingly painful and excusable. says, I've directly responded to the Academy's disciplinary hearing notice. I will fully accept any and all consequences for my conduct. Uh, he goes on to say, me actions at the 94th Academy Awards presentation were shocking, painful, and inexcusable. The list of those I have hurt uh, is long, includes Chris, his family, many of my dear friends and loved ones, all those in attendance and global audiences. I betrayed the trust of the Academy, says Will Smith. I deprived other nominees and winners uh, to, for their uh, to be celebrated for their extraordinary work. So anyway, the bottom line is Will Smith apparently... Uh, resigning from his membership in the Academy of Motion uh, Picture Arts and Sciences. He says, I'll accept any further consequences that the board deems appropriate. He says, change takes time, and I'm committed to doing the work to ensure uh, that I will never allow. And uh, the message goes on. So anyway, that's very interesting. Will Smith apparently resigning from uh, the Academy. We'll continue the conversation in five minutes here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. We'll talk about the final four coming up. The
5: Mike Douglas Show. Now, weekdays from 3 till 5
0: on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Local Talk is back in the valley with KFIV's Mike Douglas. Weekdays hit 3 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV.
1: And welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show. Mike Douglas here, your concierge for conversation. As we are on our kind of kickback Friday, it's What's on Your Mind Friday. And our number here, 209-551-3483. We'll be talking uh, the final four in a couple of minutes. Uh, I want to return to uh, news that we just got a couple of minutes ago that apparently uh, Will Smith, has announced he's resigning his membership from the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences of course they present the Oscars a uh, a well-crafted apology there and uh, i'm does does that mean he's not eligible for awards anymore i'm i'm not sure i'm not sure what that resignation means i'm sorry for the whole thing uh, i think it was a poor uh, act It was a, a lack of judgment and and control uh for a guy that i admire uh, in in terms of his craft i think he's a great actor i think he's a great comment uh comic i looking at some of his films um what was it? the one i i thought was just extraordinary though the pursuit of happiness wasn't that the name of it he's uh uh, basically, hus- uh, uh, husband and father, and and uh, he has to take custody of his son, and they wind up being homeless. And it, it's a great, it's a great story. It's a feel good story w- with uh, you know w- with a moral to it. Uh, I thought that was a great film of his. Uh, as some of you know, I I like adventures and thrillers and that sort of thing too. So I like the enemy, the state uh liked his role in uh, independence day all of that uh so and and men in black i, I enjoy that as well let's go very uh, quickly quickly to the phones before we uh talk about uh sports on the final four let's go to cheryl in manteca hi cheryl what do you know about tiktok oh my daughter's
3: on tiktok and i'm on tiktok too i don't do any of the videos or anything But, you know, it's actually, it's not just about challenges. There are challenges on TikTok, but there's a lot of very informative people out there. I'll give you, for instance, my daughter is an autopsy tech. So she'll go on there, and she doesn't show the autopsies, but she'll talk about them and what steps they have to take to do certain things. There's another lady on there. Her name is Hospice Nurse Julie, and she educates people about hospice care. So there are some really good people that are out there on TikTok that's not just a bunch of fun and games.
1: Wow, thank- not to say that there isn't any
3: that's just fun and games, but there's a lot of information out there from people that are in various industries.
1: Well, Cheryl, thank you. I, I know nothing about TikTok. I appreciate uh, your call. Cheryl, thanks for calling and, and listening. We appreciate that. Cheryl, making us aware of the fact that there are uh, positives about TikTok as well. Again, never been on it. I'm not familiar with it. Uh, but Cheryl, that's uh, that's good. I, I'd love to hear that there's some positive, constructive uh, things there as well. Talk about being positive and constructive and uh, he is also the man for all seasons when it comes to sports here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Uh, you know him, I'm sure, especially if you listen to uh, Pacific Tigers basketball. He is the voice of the Pacific Tigers. And again, as far as we're concerned, he's the man for all seasons when it comes to sports. Zach Beirutti, welcome to the Mike Douglas Show. Thanks for dropping by today.
4: Mike, thanks for having me as always.
1: Hey, listen, let's get right to it. Uh, So, I can't believe we're at the final four already, but we've got Villanova and Kansas and North Carolina and Duke. Uh, Who do you like, and what should we be looking for in in these two competitions? Uh,
4: Man, I mean, this is is a a tough final four to peg. Uh, I like
2: both Villanova
4: and Duke. I think Villanova, believe it or not, is an underrated team. Uh, I think, you know, people don't watch much Big East basketball. Um, You know, they they might here and there, but it's not like the the Big 12 or the, you know, Big 10 or the SEC. So I think Villanova still kind of flies under the radar a little bit. I love them uh, to to beat Kansas. And I think this is just the all-time revenge spot. For Duke, I think after what North Carolina did to them on Coach K Day, I think it's it's, it's going to be Duke, and I think they're going to win handily.
1: There's an added impetus there for Duke, isn't there? I, I I would imagine that that's part of the energy that they come to the court with, right?
4: I I, I mean, you you have to. Uh, not only do they have the best player on the court in Ben Carroll, um, you know they they have uber motivation here um you know i think this is kind of a once in a lifetime spot for duke and i I know it sounds hyperbolic but um you know i think with with having coach k you know get to the final four in his final season it almost feels like destiny and I, i i i pause when i use that word but it almost feels like destiny uh, that Duke is going to do this, especially considering what happened the last time they played North Carolina and, and how they were, I mean, Duke was embarrassed on a national stage. And, and I just think it's, it's an all time bounce back spot for them.
1: Yeah. They're, uh, I believe 32 and six North Carolina, 28 and nine. It'll be interested, uh, interesting to see what, ha- and I think Duke is favored, aren't they?
4: They are. They're favored. I think it was the uh, last I saw it was like four. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Um,
4: you know, uh, and, and North, the thing is, North Carolina is playing about as good as anybody in the country right now. Right. So, uh, you know, it, it, it's, tough to, it's tough to go against North Carolina, but just the, re, the revenge factor here, it's got to be Duke. And I just think, uh, you know, Villanova, Villanova is a team that everybody kind of tends to uh, to look past when you get to this point in time in, in march madness and you know everybody's going to be on kansas i like going over there so i'm going villanova duke for the national championship
1: thank you uh and and zach i i appreciate your thoughts about villanova and i'll tell you why i'm uh i'm pulling for villanova but probably not for the right scientific <laughs> reasons at all a uh, longtime friend of mine is uh, in fact he's uh, he's a magician in Las Vegas now, but used to grew up in the New York area. Wow. He's a uh, he's an alumnus of Villanova. And I've known him. He's kind of a like a, a Dutch uncle, so to speak, to our children. And so because he's okay. a, a an alumnus of Villanova for absolutely. You know, little other reason than that. I'm pulling for Villanova there. There, I'm, I'm looking at their record. They're 30 and seven. Kansas, 32 and six. And I think Kansas, Zach is also uh, favored about the, the same as Duke by uh, four, I think. Uh, but it'll it'll be interesting. Uh, yeah. and, and so, so you think that maybe a, I a, it
4: was five. I
1: believe is it five? Okay. And so you think that may be a yeah, tougher competition. Exactly. It was five. The tougher competition than people may think.
4: I do. Uh, and it's just because, you know, and rightfully so, Kansas has this pedigree. Uh, but Villanova does, too. But I, here's the thing. I grew up on the East Coast. I grew up in Boston. So, mm. you know, that's big East country. And I know what Villanova is all about. I mean, growing up, I, you know, you see that program year after year. Uh, they're just around this time of year. And I just don't think people out here watch as much Big East basketball as you might think. And I, I, I'm telling you, Villanova, you know, is a, it is a big-time player. Um, and I, I, they, they say that the Fortune 500 company, it absolutely is because it runs itself. And I think that, uh, you know, Fortune 500, Fortune 500 company getting five points uh, this weekend is going to be the, the way to go.
1: Well, we've talked about the fact that Duke is coming in with some extra energy. Uh, you know, I'd, revenge maybe too strong a word, but you know maybe that's uh, that's some of it. They're coming in; they're going to be uh, amped up uh, naturally. And looking again at this Villanova and uh, and Kansas game, any uh, any particular players you think we ought to be looking for? What does Villanova or Kansas have to do early on to? Uh, uh, to get out ahead and and uh, and stay ahead in this particular game,
4: you know, I, I don't know about individual players because as far as the matchup goes, it's it's tough to identify at least for me because I I don't watch every game that those teams play just because I'm busy with specific. Um, you know, it's tough to to identify certain matchups, but in in these tournament settings, I always feel like if you are the underdog. You want to get out early. Mm. Um, there was a quote from the movie Gladiator. Uh, you know, if, you, if you're familiar with that movie, oh, yeah. Russell Crowe's character was going to fight in the arena, and and the guy that had you know been there and done that advised him said, "Spaniard, win the crowd, and and you'll win the day." And it's mm. kind of that, you know, yeah. when you get to March Madness, you're on a neutral floor, uh, you're an underdog. Uh, there's going to be fans from both of those teams in attendance obviously but i think the kansas con- contingents contingent is going to be a little bit more t- it's a bigger school and so i think if you're villanova you're the underdog you go out and you win the crowd early and i, I think that's going to be a big key and i don't think villanova is a team that lacks for confidence but if if for some reason they do on that day uh if they can get out early i think those those uh fears will be muted
1: momentum is uh, such an interesting dynamic in these games by the way friends the final four doubleheader Starts tomorrow, Saturday at 1.30 p.m. right here on uh, AM 1360 KFIV. And play-by-play bu- play for the AAA Reno uh, Aces, by the way. Uh, going to tell you something about that as well. Uh, but, Zach, uh, again, coming up tomorrow, we're going to have the games here. Uh, the double doubleheader starts at one thirty, and then we'll also be looking at the championship game as well. How, how about baseball what what do you see who do you see out of the gate uh in terms of the major league baseball teams right now who do you who do you think is going to be out of the gate fast and and make a strong stand early on as as we get it starts april 7 right first game
4: it it does yeah and mike to be honest i I really don't know because of what went on this this past offseason uh the, the business of baseball is slow to get back uh, going and and i think you know spring training obviously had been delayed uh i'm i'm very good friends with a player that is about to be signed any day now who's a major league slash triple a type of, of player who will go back and forth but um you know he's still fielding offers at this point from teams that are interested so i think the business of baseball is just it's delayed uh compared to where it usually is at this point in time so it's tough to identify contenders. Obviously, you know, the Yankees and Red Sox are always going to kind of be in the mix. And I think the Dodgers are absolutely the favorite here out west. Um, and, you know, I think the it's going to be interesting, you know, from a local perspective to see what the Giants do, because that is a team I can tell you that really overachieved last year. Not mm. Not anybody expected them to be as good as they ended up being. So that's going to be a very interesting team to watch to see if they were – you know, just a little bit lucky last year, or if they are really a good team with a good young nucleus.
1: Zach, what about uh, the Reno Aces? Tell us uh, what you know about that. And their season starts on Tuesday. Any insights into the Reno Aces?
4: Uh, I mean, you know, the Aces are the AAA team uh, for the Arizona Diamondbacks. And I I was with the Stockton Ports here on, you know, on 1280 for 14 years. And, uh, you know, that was obviously an Oakland A's affiliate, but the, the Aces are the AAA affiliate of the Diamondbacks, and we open on Tuesday in Vegas. Um, I, I, I don't know really what to expect. I mean, Reno was a great team last year. The, the Diamondbacks were abysmal in the big leagues, but they were phenomenal at AAA level. So you just kind of never know what you're going to get. And that, what I talked about as far as the business of baseball earlier, um, you know, it, it slowed down. The, the process of us knowing who's going to be on this roster, even even though it's right around the corner, literally on Tuesday. We don't know. We don't have a final roster yet. So it's tough to speculate. But, uh, you know, the Diamondbacks are a team that I think is, is on a rebuild, and that means they're going to have great young minor leaguers, and, and we're looking forward to seeing them come Tuesday. Uh, and the, the Reno should be a very, very good team this year. I can tell you that.
1: We're talking to Zach Beiruty. He's our sports guy here on Power Talk. And uh, you can follow Zach on Twitter at Zach Beiruty, Z-A-C-K-B-A-Y-R-O-U-T-Y. Zach Beirutti. Uh, so, Zach, we, we look forward, I always look forward to baseball and uh, love what's happening in the minor leagues as well as the majors. Uh, Always a fun part of the spring. We'll look forward to that. And uh, also, we'll look forward, I think, to visiting with you again on Monday as we prepare for the championship game. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to your insights about the Final Four this weekend. Zach Beirutti, thanks so much for joining us today, my friend, and uh, look forward to talking to you on Monday.
4: Mike, appreciate it, man. Thank you.
1: All right. Zach Beirutti, our guest. Uh, again, he's our man for all season when it comes to sports. And uh, we'll continue uh, a bit about sports and also close out our uh, second hour here on uh, What's on Your Mind Friday here on The Mike Douglas Show. I'll be back in three minutes here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV.
0: Douglas Show now weekdays from three till five on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Father, preacher, friend, it's the conversation you've missed. The Mike Douglas Show. Weekdays at three on Power Talk 1360 KFIV, and welcome
1: back to the Mike Douglas Show. Beautiful Friday afternoon here in California's Central Valley, and uh, again, remember we've got the NCAA Final Four coming up tomorrow at one thirty. That's uh, right here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Again, uh, it's a double header. Of course, it kicks off at one thirty tomorrow. Uh, first, it's Villanova versus Kansas. We Villanova thirty and seven, Kansas thirty two and six, and then uh, the doubleheader uh, will continue with North Carolina squaring off against Duke. Uh, North Carolina twenty eight and nine, Duke thirty two to six, and as Zach Beiruti, uh commented, uh, Duke has some added impetus uh, to uh, defeat North Carolina. So, looking forward to it again. It all starts tomorrow. You can hear all the action right here, beginning at one. 1- 30 p.m. on Power Talk 1360 KFIV, and then uh, Monday uh, we'll be on with you for a short time uh, before the national championship. Jack uh, Zach Beirutti will be joining us again. We'll talk about what happened in the final four and what to expect from the big game Monday afternoons. So look forward to you joining us throughout the weekend and on Monday as well. Uh, Just a quick uh, story here from Advancing Vibrant Communities. By the way, we are still looking for more volunteers who can help us with construction. Uh, If you have construction skills. will provide the training and uh, and also uh, yard maintenance. Uh, right now we have one guy doing uh, the lion's share of yard maintenance for people that can't afford it. And uh, so if you could help with either of those two things, you can call uh, our uh, director of operations, Brenda Lapomi, also serving as an assistant producer here. Call her at two zero nine five four four nine five seven one, two zero nine five four four nine five seven one or check out the website vibrantcommunities dot org, vibrant communities. Dot org for multiple. There's usually somewhere between two and three hundred opportunities to serve, on even even any given day, uh, three hundred sixty five days a year. Just a quick story. Uh, we've changed her name. Name. Uh, someone named Ellen reached out to us. Uh, she was graduating uh, from the New Life Program at the Modesto Gospel Mission. Single mom of four children. Had a lot of needs, couldn't afford it for her home or her children, and thanks to our furniture friends, they're they're guys that just love picking up appliances and furniture and delivering it uh, don't, these donated items to people who need them. And so uh, Ellen shared that uh, she felt there was no God because of the hardships she had been through. However, thanks to uh, her time at the Gospel Mission and and thanks to uh, the love Love and Compassion of Our Furniture Friends, uh, she's getting the idea. No, you know what? I guess there is a God that cares for me. And one of these furniture friends, by the way, he took his wife by to visit Ellen so his wife could just uh, socialize with her a little bit, pray with her a little bit, talk with her a bit. And uh, that has really turned Ellen's life around. So you see how easy it is to make a difference in in an anonymous person's life who just has tremendous needs. They're under the radar screen, but uh, at Advancing Vibrant Communities, that's what we do. We find those needs. We research needs in the community, and then we match up volunteers who can meet those needs, loving your neighbors as yourself. So I just want to remind you of that. And again, if uh, you have construction skills, man, oh, man, do we need your help uh, to serve others. And also, if, uh, if you have lawn maintenance equipment and you can help out some folks, uh, we'd love to talk to you as well. Again, the website is vibrantcommunities.org, communities org and another reminder the final four ncaa men's basketball villanova and kansas and then north carolina and duke all the action starts tomorrow at 1 30 right here on power talk 1360 kfiv i'll look forward to seeing you on monday as we recap the games of the weekend here on power talk 1360 kfiv trevor Carey's coming up next